G'day and welcome to the Head Shepherd Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Ferguson, CEO here at NextGen Agri. I've worked in livestock farming and breeding for over 25 years, and through this journey, I've met some truly wonderful people. It's fantastic to have the opportunity to share their stories and their wisdom with you through this Head Shepherd Podcast. It's also fantastic to meet new people through the podcast, and I'm always humbled by the generosity of people that take the time to have a chat and share their stories. I also very much appreciate you, our loyal listeners, who continue to listen in and provide your feedback each week. It's very much appreciated. This podcast is supported by our good friends at Allflex and MSD Animal Health, who are guided by the one mission of the science of healthier animals. Now combined, these companies have one of the widest livestock product portfolios in Australasia with a comprehensive suite of animal health products through things like the Cooper's Range and the ID and monitoring solutions that Allflex are famous for. Their products are all backed up by their exceptional service and we are really proud to continue to have their support in bringing this podcast to you each week. Okay, let's get this show on the road. Welcome back to Head Shepherd. This is our first ever live interview. Welcome, Jock Lawrence from Mobile. Thanks for doing that. It's great to be here, mate. So, yeah, just flying across the ditch, uh, we thought we'd take the opportunity to have a yarn um, and and talk about what you've been up to for the last few years. You're the founder and CEO of Mobile. Obviously, that means you were the crazy one that, that got it going. <laughs> I guess before we get into what Mobile is and what Mobile does and, and where you've got to, we might just, I guess, hear about your background and growing up on the farm and sort of what, what led you to to start something like Mobile? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Luke. No, it's, um, so yeah, I grew up in on the Avenue near Seymour in Victoria on a family farm. We run sort of around 10,000 breeding ewes there across two, two properties, um, Merinos and do a first cross as well and we do an AI program on top of that. Um, so I grew up there, um, spent a lot of, the, lot of the holidays helping out the old man um, on the farm. He always likes like to line up the the most the biggest jobs on the farm with the school holidays, so we could get a free <laughs> bit of cheap labour. Good man. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, no, I loved it through through my childhood. I went off to uh, after that, I did like a big trip around Australia, where I worked on cattle stations up north, sheep sheep stations across Western Australia and and Queensland. So I worked all over the place. Came back home and and decided to go to university, which to my parents' uh, confusion, I guess, you know, <laughs> in a way. So yeah, I did a, did a uh, master of engineering at Melbourne, um, and I remember before that the old man saying, "Oh, you sure you're gonna do this?" I'm like, "Oh, we'll give it a crack for a year and see how we go." But I really enjoyed it and sort of <laughs> got stuck there for five years. And yeah, so after that, I guess you're sort of leading into how mobile started. So I came back to the farm and I was helping out, helping them all out on the farm. My two brothers came back to the farm too. And we sort of just had this issue with farm data. So, like, basically all the information on the farm was either in dad's head or in a notebook um, or just all over the place in spreadsheets, et cetera. And we're trying to centralise all this farm data into one place. And I don't know, the things we tried was, you know, it was a bit clunky um, or the software we tried was was one suited for our farm, wasn't simple enough to use out in the paddock. So, yeah, I guess I guess I was a bit – I was young and naive <laughs> and thought, um, thought oh, I'd probably build something better than this and – and went out there with a mate of mine, Jack Hurley, and yeah, we developed this um, centralized farm data app, I guess, um, for all your your sort of core farm records uh, for a livestock operation mainly. And I remember we built it, we built a, a prototype within three months, and we tested across seven farms, got them all set up. And I remember asking them, um, oh, "Would you guys pay for this?" And I remember six out of the seven said yes. Like, all right, let's let's keep going here. And, and since then, and a lot of farmer feedback and iterations later, we've got over a thousand farmers using it um, across Australia and New Zealand. 
Um, starting to expand New Zealand a bit more now. Um, and yeah, no, really enjoying it. Team of seven, all super passionate about ag tech or agriculture. So um, yeah, no, that's sort of my background. Yeah, cool. You mentioned AI programs, so I pick up on, on, <laughs> on your before we go back into model. We'll just talk about yeah. So what's mainly marine operation? What are you AI? So you're breeding some rams or something? Or? Yeah, yeah. So we try to not buy any livestock. So we. Um, Breed, breed our own rams with merinos. So we have this uh, merino, 100 views, 100 of our best views that we breed with AI and to breed our own rams. We also do it with border lester as well. So we, we had an AI program for border lesters to breed our own border lester rams. So with our merino U flock, we split them down the middle, tops um, we'll breed with our best merino rams. Um, the bottoms will breed with those border lester rams for a second cross. Um, and then we also will um, with a select few of those second cross breed them again with a pole door so for a second cross lamb for fat lambs so yeah in real in real general terms that's sort of what we'll let it out yeah I guess you'd be kind of unique in a, I mean I guess we see a little bit of ag tech where yeah, founders are kind of have, are techie tech based but have no idea about about what happens on a farm so you're having that real like detailed knowledge and you're back and forth to farm all the time as well so obviously a real real understanding empathy and yeah, and that must that must make for better software, surely. Yeah, it's just a lot. It's just a lot easier to um, understand the problems that farmers are facing out there in the paddock, and really get a grip of the, you know how to how to possibly solve those problems as well. In a lot of ways, I mean, it all like what, the thing about built model. It's um, it's just built by farmer feedback. So we're always out there talking to farmers um, and working out you know what their pain points are and how we can solve those problems with software and. I don't know, in the end of the day, it's just about making farmers' lives easier and more successful, really. Yeah. I'm sure that a few people listening like the sound of making making lives easy. I always think that, um, yeah, I mean, I guess a lot of maybe consultants like me and people generally in the industry always focus on making farmers more money, um, like productivity gainers, whatever thing. They think that that's all the farmers think about it, but often it's about saving time. It's often about yeah. actually having some peace of mind and saving some time so that, because they're all very busy people, as we know, and yeah, just it's not always just about about making money. And I guess having good software and having yeah, I guess having being able to fingertip sort of knowledge of, of your records must must save people a bit of heartache. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Ferg. You know, it's um, I mean, one of the core things about mobile is that we want to keep it really simple, and really easy to use, um, and get that data, the data the farmer needs the most, just up in their face as quickly as possible. We don't want them out in the paddock. You know, like um, trying to make a decision and not having quick access to that data. So if we can give that time back to them and help them make better decisions. Um, one, you know, give them time back in the day, but then also hopefully make better decisions that make a bit more money as well. But yeah, we have 100%. So, and, and going back to that, like we keeping it simple and saving time. Um, what mobile does, like everyone on the farm has access to it on their phones or on the computer back in the office. And everyone has access to the most important farm records. At, all times and that's just so powerful like you know your work you can see where the mobs are they can see where they're last drenched and instead of having to always go back to the manager they can actually make the decisions for themselves so yeah yeah keep it simple easy to use 100 percent saving time cool so i want to get to where your users are and in a bit of detail but maybe for those who haven't seen the dashboard don't know what we're talking about sort of walk me through Kind of, I'm a farmer for the first time using mobile. What am I seeing? What am I doing with? What am I sort of? What, what am I entering? What am I? What am I visualizing? Yeah, yeah, no worries. So, um, yeah, if you're going to mobile for the first time and um, sign up for a trial, give it a bit of a crack. Um, what you do is what you what you're getting is um, somewhere to input all your mobs and your paddocks 
and then record basically most of that information on top of that, things like spray records and paddocks, um, treatments on mobs, and then we also go one step further and you can record things like rainfall, um, inventory items for compliance, so it covers a lot of that compliance across Australia and New Zealand as well. Um, and then what we do with that data is um, you know, help farmers make better grazing management decisions um, as well. Uh, as well as a big farm map there as well, which is all interactive, which is pretty cool. And going back to that communication piece, you know, like man- how to manage a farm with, with multiple people is things like tasks and reminders for workers and sort of a property chat in there as well. Um, so a lot about that communication on farm as well. So that's what they're getting into. Um, it's, I mean, the, once they set it up, it's really easy to use. Shouldn't mean to spend too much time updating records once it's set up. So yeah, yeah, no, that's sort of what they're getting from the get-go. Yeah. Cool. Is there any, uh, what's your your normal users? Are they young whippersnappers or are they, you got a, got a yeah. full, full spread of spread of farms? No, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Our mobblers, we call them mobblers. <laughs> um, it's a full spread. They're anywhere from, you know, coming back to the family farm and, and giving it a crack that way or their management in a big enterprise company um, that sort of want to be, you know, livestock overview of their enterprise, um, all the way just to your, to the old um, older family farm or older farmer by themselves. Um, you know, seventy years old. We've seen eighty year olds use it. No worries. Um, actually, there's big buttons in there for them, so they don't fumble across it too much. Uh, yeah, it's a full it's a full range, and and size of farm is a full range too. Anywhere from I've seen as small as two hundred ewes using it, um, all the way up to tens of thousands of ewes and, and cattle using it, as well as um, goats and, and other livestock varieties as well. Yeah, I have, so it's not well. I've got focused on sheep there for a while, so it's obviously all extensive grazing systems. Yeah, grazing feedlots as well. It's I mean it's really flexible, so it can sort of mould into a lot of different businesses. But we, I had a conversation with a viticulturist before and how it could work for them even. Um, they also do a bit of grazing. So it is yeah, a bit of a full spot. But my, my main, main people that use it are uh, sheep producers, cattle producers, um, mixed farmers as well. We do some cool work, cool, cool work at the moment integrating with crop management software for those mixed farmers right now. So, yeah, yeah it's a big range and, and goat farmers um, as well. Yeah. So it's... We were talking while we waited for the air conditioning to quieten down. The, um, it's mob based is, is its intention rather than being individual animals. So it's about yeah, managing that higher level rather than getting into the individuals. And I guess lots of software's probably got lost trying to get down into the into the individual. It's hard to do both. Yeah, that's right. So it's it's a mob based software and we want to yeah, focus on keeping it simple and easy to use. We see so much value in individual management software and individual management systems as well. Um, I think one day down the tr- track we can see um, a world where mobile is mob management software also connects to an individual management system, so those records sort of slide between the two a bit. But, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a mob system, keeping it simple, commercial producers as well. So it works really well alongside those individual systems. Um, yeah. Cool. So I don't know if you've got a sort of favourite user in mind or is there someone you can kind of describe what, I guess what they what they tell you, what the feedback you get about what happens when they what pre-mobile versus post-mobile. Yeah, I've got a great few great examples. So um, we're starting to expand over in New Zealand and we just hired a customer support over there. Um, her name's Sarah Bird. She's fantastic. But um, one person she talked to recently was um, Todd Walker from Glenmore Station. And what they've got a lot out of it is is, it, is because it's so easy to use out there in the paddock, they get all the information up there in seconds. 
Um, and then everyone, all their staff, because they have lots of staff, um, can access that. And that, because they have high rotations in the livestock as well, um, they can really see what's going on. He just reckons it's, it's, it's awesome, awesome for that sort of stuff, Todd, um, which is really, which is really, really cool. And diving into grazing management, he can easily see his days graze and days rested of paddocks and, and make better decisions for himself out there too. And then you've got, and then you've got smaller producers like uh, one of my really good friends, Susie Bates. Um, here in Victoria, who um, who gets a lot out of mobile just for mainly compliance reasons, you know, so um, you know not not getting caught by an LPA or JBS audit, and and yeah, making that re- process really really easy. Yeah, so have you, you haven't been to Glenmore Station yet? Oh, I, I want to get there pretty badly. It looks incredible. Yeah, stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, whiskey bar. I don't know where it is. They got half this whiskey bar in the middle of the snowfield, which is pretty cool. But no, it's a beautiful part of the world. Sure, uh, Will and Ems would love to have you there at Glenmore Station and Todd, the, the manager. But yeah, no, it's a um, stunning, stunning place. I guess where are the, what is the geographic spread? Obviously, New Zealand, but you've got all sheep growing, all, all animal growing states of Australia. Yeah, yeah, we're all over the place. So yeah, all the way Western Australia through up to Queensland. We've got big cattle stations up in Queensland and all the way to more intensive sheep places down in Western Victoria and then top of New Zealand. Yeah, obviously North and South Island. Um, we're starting to get a bit of a, a lot of station country and sort of around Wanaka and stuff like that, um, which is interesting to see for us. And obviously Canterbury Plains and Southland, where there's a higher sheep percentage, it seems, um, is where mobile gets picked up in New Zealand at the moment. So all over the place, um, wherever there's beef and sheep. Yeah. Cool. Obviously, it's we're seeing agriculture become yeah, much more digitised and I guess we're finally... I say finally, I think the sheep industry or sheep and beef industry is probably lagged well behind the other industries in terms of technology usage, but we're, I think we're catching up at, at a rate of knots, hopefully. Well, I hope we are. Uh, we've seen, yeah, lots of stuff. So I guess what's your vision for what, what the future farm looks like in terms of how things will be in, I don't know, whatever time frame you'd like to paint, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think sheep, I think, um, livestock will catch up. Um, I think we'll just see a lot more connected. Farm and a connected data in the future. Um, I think at the moment, uh, ag tech is is pretty immature. I think there's a lot of work to do, um, and and a lot of these products are coming up kind of siloed. What I'll see in the future is um, these products sort of starting to work together, integrate together, add further value to the farmer. And I think it's just going to get more. The data is going to get more valuable, and it's just going to get um, and it's going to get more easy to use as well. So that's sort of where I see yeah, sort of farming and data and farming going, and I think um, starting just, yeah, for all farmers out there, starting collecting this data early, even if the programs aren't quite up to, you know, scratch yet, they will become really, really valuable. So um, that data, getting that data early now will pay off dividends in the long run. Yeah, I think there's sort of two points I'll pick up on. One is that's for sure, and I guess we've got examples, clients of ours that will become clients of ours after, after getting to know them, but... Um, collected data for probably a decade before they really did much with it, and then you go back and you learn so much. But if you don't, you don't start, and it's like it's based on in, like individual as well as mobs. If you don't start, you kind of you've got nothing to go back to and refer to. It's really tough to actually have any useful information, and you pretty much have to start from the day you implement the software. Is if you yeah start collecting small bits of data, start small, might only be part of the flock or part of the farm, and, and then just build up is is always good. Yeah. Compliance is getting massive and uh, I don't know about – I've been locked out of Australia for a fair while, but, but in New Zealand, compliance is a really, really big thing and it's to the point where I think 
people are going to think it's too hard to farm and just go and do something else, lease their farms out or retire earlier than they were planning to because it's, um, it is a real headache. Yeah. So obviously helping people manage that minefield is, is going to be a key part of what mobile can, can offer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, uh, compliance isn't going away. It's sticking around, and I mean, it has a lot of benefits to it too. In some pla- in some circumstances, when we can certify a meat um, as a certain, you know, environmental good environmental impact, you can probably get more price of meat, etc. Um, so I think it's going to stay, and it, and it, and for some cases it could be good, some cases it could be annoying and bad. But if we can make that process really easy and um, make that process simple, so you're confident and got no anxiety when an auditor comes to check out your farm, um, that's where we sort of see our space in the compliance space as well. So, yeah, yeah. So it's not, it's not going away, but um, hopefully products or software like Mobile can sort of help with that. Yeah. yeah. And I guess if we were to project what Mobile's going to look like, what's your, what are the aspirations for, for Mobile? Is it take over the world, Microsoft style? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not, not rocket ship growth like, like Microsoft, but um, oh, we have big ambitions though, Ferg, yeah. So I think um, I'd love to see Mobile, you know, have, you know, we have a thousand farmers on it right now. I'd love to see 3,000 farmers by the end of this year even and, and go, go for the stars beyond that. But, um, but coming back to the product itself, what I, where I see it going is like, we've got this amazing, amazing piece of software that's centralizing all this farm data. Um, now how can we add further value to the farmer with this centralized data? And we're starting to work, like think about connect, how can we connect this data the, to the places of the people that need it to help the farmers make better decisions. And, and we're starting to open up things like integration. So we're passing this data into crop management software, for example, mixed farmers, um, to help them make better decisions. And then also, um, looking at ways people like yourself, Mark, how can we get you as a consultant in on the farm, as a farm consultant view of the farm? Um, and you can sort of add recommendations as well. Like how can we add this, you know, give you access to add value back to the farmer or maybe even something like a stock agent, um, to help them sell the stock in a, in a better way. So we're sort of, yeah, looking outside the box a little bit. Um, and just thinking, you know, how, how much more value can we add with this centralized data yeah. system? Yeah. What about integrating data? Like if, if you have 3,000 farms or 5,000 farms or 10,000 farms, like your ability to yield monitor or, forecast becomes better than most doesn't it is that is that something that becomes of interest or not really yeah it's, it's interesting i mean we've never delved into the place of forecasting we've always just presented the data in the best way to help farmers make better decisions um and that's and we're basically staying out of forecasting for now but i can definitely see value in in, in using that data to to add value that way as well but you haven't gone that path yep yeah yeah cool uh, i'm getting off track anyway but we'll yeah <laughs> yes but. The question we ask now at the end of the end of the podcast, or if we're getting close to the end, is uh, favorite day on the job or favorite part of the job. What's your answer to that? Yeah, Mark, it's probably um, it's probably the farmer like just gathering farmer feedback and talking to farmers every day. To be honest, um, like our our product is I know where it's basically end of day. It's built by farmers for farmers, and um, and we want to yeah keep adding value to that farmers. And the best way we can do that is just going out there and talking to as many. Mobblers, as we call them, um, out there and, and working out their pain points and, and adding value, further value to the product. So, yeah, just just talking to farmers, going to field days, I out and farm, probably those sort of things. Getting out of the office, actually. That's the best thing. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, you're right in the heart of Melbourne here, so the, um, living the best of both worlds. 
Um, I was just thinking then that this is the second live interview I've done. We did one with Richard Lowe, but so um, but it's been fun. Thanks, thanks, Rock. Thanks for thanks for having me here, and um, yeah, look forward to seeing your success in the future and get you over there uh, and see you in New Zealand one day. But yeah, all the best, and thanks very much for your time. Yeah, thanks, Berg. It's been an absolute pleasure. Love your stuff. Cheers, Cheers mate. Thanks for listening to the Veg Shepherd Podcast. If you enjoy listening in each week, please take a moment to subscribe or even give us a review. That'd be fantastic. And if you do get a moment to share it with your networks, we'd also love that so that we can share these great stories with more people. Thanks again to our friends at Allflex for sponsoring this episode. Allflex are wonderful supporters of the Australian and New Zealand livestock industries. Combined now with MSD Animal Health, they offer one of New Zealand and Australia's largest livestock product portfolios, focused on animal health and management all backed up by that exceptional service. We really do enjoy our long-term association with Orflex and thank them very much for, for again supporting us with bringing this podcast to you.